How's it going this week, everybody? So this week I'm going to be having Alex on, and he came on to tell me a handful of paranormal accounts that he's experienced over the years. And while we were talking, we wound up getting on the topics of folklore, mythology, all kinds of cool legends. And I'm really glad he came on to share his story because I really enjoyed having him on. The conversation was amazing, and I think you guys will really like it too. By the way, for those that don't know, we have a membership. If you head over to challengetheunknown.com, you can sign up and get early access to episodes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So this this kind of this happened, uh, believe when I was like 17, 18 years old. I there was an old house next to my house that I used to live in. It was pretty much like a refurbished uh, log cabin, but it had since been abandoned. Like there was a lot of water damage, so pretty much the place was just kind of taken over by you know earth and dirt and bugs and everything like that. But I remembered that upstairs, my uncle who used to live there left D and D miniatures up there. And I just started getting into it, so I was going to go up there and go get those minis. And it was about maybe 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, bright as hell outside. And I just remember walking inside. It just You've had that feeling where you just feel like you're being watched, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's there's a saying from the Lord of the Rings uh, while they're waiting for the siege of Minas Tirith and Gandalf said it's the deep breath before the plunge. And that's exactly how I would describe the feeling I had when I walked into this house. So I started to go up the stairs. And I think I got like three steps up and I hear a voice just go, I wouldn't do that. I look around and I'm trying to... I'm trying to see if maybe it's my brother or my cousin or somebody just playing a prank on me. Nobody was there. Everybody was either not there or at their house, you know. So I was by myself. So I shrugged it off, thought maybe it was just my imagination kicking in. So then I walk the rest of the way up to a little section that's flat, and then the next set of stairs goes up. Now, up in that upper level, it was pitch black, even in the daytime, because they had covered up the window with boards and all the other windows were also covered up. So you couldn't see anything. But Super I dark. thought maybe I, I thought maybe I could still see a little bit. So I started to walk up. I hear the voice again go, I really wouldn't do that. Again, look behind me, don't see anybody. And then I look up. And I just see this face peering down from me from on top of the stairwell. Pale, like... I couldn't even tell if it was a man or if it was a woman or if it was just an androgynous figure with pitch black eyes and just that deep-seated, disappointed frown. And all I remember is screaming, saying, fuck this, and taking off out of the house. Probably what I would have done. Oh, yeah. And that's not the first time that I've seen a similar entity in that house. That was just the first time, but the I think the last few times that I've dealt with spirits there, they were a little bit less malevolent than that one felt like it was. It wasn't as dramatic as that one that that encounter was. It was more mild stuff. Yeah, that was it was very mild. But the more dramatic thing I think was waking up at 
three o'clock in the morning to seeing somebody hovering over my bed. That'll do it. Tell me about that one. It was a shadow figure. I couldn't make out any features. I could just tell from the shape that they were hovering. Interesting. No, no face. So just a shadow figure. No, no features. Nothing like that. Just, just a figure. Yeah, just a just a black shape. I could make out a head. I could make out arms and legs, and it's just kind of like just floating there, like it's sleeping above me or something. That's a freaky encounter. Were you able to move during that time, or was it just like? I was I was able to move to my grandparents' house, which they had just bought a trailer like across from that house. Thankfully, I don't live in that house anymore because one winter the pipes busted. And so we came home to Niagara Falls coming from everywhere. That's not a good day. That's a very bad day. <laughs> so, yeah, we just kind of dealt with all of that. And anytime we go into that house, we always get this feeling of just, we're not welcome. Yeah, I hear the last that. Thing I, the last thing I remember seeing after the floating spirit was spirit making a shadow at least i saw a shadow of what looked like somebody hanging on the stairwell like with a noose yeah with a noose whoa that's freaky and there's also um there's a creek that's behind my property and once you go over the creek you can see the remnants of what was like a stone wall and I can't tell you how many times I saw people that look like Confederate and Union sh- soldiers like walking through there. Jeez, that's uh, that's really intense, man. Uh, so, was it, so all this was taking place at the same place, right? Yes. Or, or all these? Okay, so so all this kind of stuff was happening in the same location. It's really interesting, yeah. you know. The that figure at the top of the stairs. Like, why don't we start there with that one? Um, so was it like peering? So the stair stairwell goes up, and then I assume at the top of the stairwell it just goes straight or does it turn? Yeah, pretty much. It's like I looked up. It wasn't close to my face. I could just see it very clearly, and it looked like it was peering down at me. Like it wasn't bent forward. It wasn't leaning in or anything like that. It was just I could see it clearly. Okay. Interesting. That's freaky, man. And then you, you don't know what it was. No, no identifying features. It was just, just a face. A face with pitch black eyes. Uh, and then um, when that happened, you were going upstairs for some Dungeon and Dragon mini, like little figurines, right? Yeah. Interesting. That's really freaky, man. Yeah, man. I, I talk to a lot of people that see figures and stuff a lot, whether they're shadow people or whatever else they might be. What do you think ghosts are, man? Why don't we start with that? I I personally believe that ghosts are the spirits of people that have unfinished business or sometimes their deaths are so traumatic that they can't move on because they don't want to believe that they're dead. Yeah, they the only time I think be. I've been visited by spirits that just wanted to see me before they crossed over was after my because my grandmother, my great grandmother died in that house and my great aunt died in that house, too. So their spirits visited me and my brother a little bit after their deaths. So your brother's seen stuff too. Yeah, my brother has seen stuff. He just, he's a little bit more skeptical. Yeah, it's it's funny how that kind of seems to happen where some people will see something and it'll immediately change their perspective on the whole topic while other people will see it and just write it off like, "Eh, I don't know what I saw. 
Yeah. It's interesting. Like, like my brother knew what he saw. He just doesn't like talking about it. And I think it's because he was starting to have nightmares if he thought about it. That's a good point. What do you think? Um, do you think what makes you think that why can't we see spirits and stuff? Do you think it's because they exist in other light spectrums or they're like an interdimensional thing? What do you what are your thoughts on that quality of them? So there was something that was brought up in a in a game that I enjoy. And it's the idea that like when a sp- when a person dies and they are cursed or they're stuck, they see the world, but they don't. It's different. It's kind of like alternate reality, I think, would be the best way of describing it. Like they could see us, they could see us doing things, but to them, we look like corpses and everything is old, decayed, rotting, falling apart. So it's like the opposite of what what we see. Yeah. Okay, that's that's an interesting take on it, man. You know, there unfortunately, you know, we really don't know what these things are, so there's there's no there's no such thing as a wrong answer to, to any of these questions, man, you know. So man, that's really interesting. And I'm has it changed were you a believer before you saw all these things? Did this experience change you? I was already a bit of a believer before this happened. This one just kind of further cemented my opinion that I wasn't incorrect and it made me research to try and find out what history that house had just recently my brother and and two of his friends and I went into the house in the daytime they had finally taken off the wood planks and so we could see in there and my brother just suddenly lifted up a floorboard and we found newspapers from like 1967 1955 and all that the ways back it's almost 70 years yeah like the old like it was old yellow decaying big holes in it and everything like we saw so many things in there and we're planning on trying to go there again see what else we can find yeah man it's it really makes you wonder what else is laying around that house that you don't know about you know it's interesting that that stuff was hidden under the floorboards too that's really interesting i wonder why those papers in particular would be underneath the floorboards you know, was somebody trying to hide something or that, that brings up a lot of questions right there. It does. And it's something that I actually mean to talk to my brother about, because I think that once the while it's still cold out, we might go and look at there again during the daytime with some friends and see if we can find more stuff. What is your opinion on like inhuman entities uh, when it comes to like I don't know if you're a religious person, but like demonology and stuff like that. What's do you have any opinions on that kind of stuff? So here is a here's an interesting thing. So I am what they call a sinisterist. I. The easiest way to describe me as a Satanist, but the thing is, is like, I don't say that fully I'm a Satanist. What it is, is I take bits and pieces of left hand path ideologies and mix them into my own thing to come up with something unique to myself. In my personal opinion, demons are not, they're not, it's hard to really explain. Have you ever heard of the, uh, somebody by the name of Carl Jung? Yeah, Carl Jung. So you've heard of his theories on the collective unconscious, right? Right, yeah. So my personal opinion, demons, angels, and stuff like that exist, but they all exist within your collective unconscious. And... It's you got to you got to watch some of the videos of the organization that I'm in, uh, the sect of the horned God, like 
the guy that the co-founder has some interesting theories and takes on, you know, descending into hell and everything like that. Because the whole idea is everything is in your mind. Everything is within your subconscious. And a lot of people go to hell to face their their own demons, their inner demons, and come out stronger. A really, really demons as a whole haunting a home? No. I think what what people are dealing with is not demons, it's just very, very angry, troubled, malevolent spirits. Okay. So I guess what that leads me to my next question for you. Do you think that the word demon has been... What's the word that I'm looking for? Has the word demon been... I'm trying. I'm, I can't think of the word right now, but a blanket it's, it's, statement. Yeah, it's become very mainstream. Like people are using oh, it yeah. very loosely whenever there's like some kind of paranormal encounter. They're like, "Oh, it's a demon," you know. Do you, yeah. especially with like modern media and stuff, with like a lot of the mm-hmm. TV shows and stuff like that that come out? Do you believe that people are too loose with that word nowadays? Oh, people throw away throw the word demon around just about as they throw that word around so much that it doesn't have power anymore. And the thing is, is a lot of the times that, don't get me wrong, exorcisms are a thing, but they're not exercising demons, they're exercising ghosts. They're dealing with spirits, not, not demons. Because I'm, I'm a part of a faith that literally believes that demons are somebody that can help, can empower you. They're not evil. Hell, half the times the demons are helping you with fertility with love with lust with controlling your anger depression everything like that yes you have to be respectful as hell but like people like me call upon them to help us get through our lives so it's like so that kind of goes into like a lot of the the mythology behind certain greek gods and stuff like that that were the gods of fertility and stuff like that is that where some of your basis comes from yeah i have a little bit of uh, Hellenic, you know, beliefs in my in my mind. In all honesty, I'm one of the very few people that think that the the gods were actually just people from another planet. What do you think they were? So I know there's a lot of theories that, like the ancient aliens theories and stuff like that. But what's your opinion? I okay. So I'm this weird mixture of I mix logic with magic, and. Do I believe that there were creatures that were around before humans were that humans didn't know how to understand, so they killed them all? Like, I personally believe that cyclopses existed, giants existed, dragons exist, and everything like that. They were just extinct by the time that people started writing stuff down. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point on that I, I i like your uh your opinion i like how you're actually getting into like detail behind this and mm-hmm. so one of the things that i had an archaeologist on back this was probably about a year ago now it's been a while but i had her on the show and i asked her about the elongated skulls are you familiar with the elongated skulls i've heard of them i haven't done much research on them so the elongated skulls originate out of pretty much every culture on the planet and a lot of it was done with head binding. It was like a cultural practice where they would elongate the human skull and it was supposed to be like a type of status symbol for the individual. However, in um, Peru, there were some human skulls that were discovered that 
didn't appear to be the result of head binding, that they were some type of genetic shift where their skulls were naturally really long. And so it makes you wonder what else is out there that we don't know about, you know, and also if you actually look into the elongated human skulls that are natural, it's like very hush hush about it from what I can tell, because it just really seems like there's not a lot of scholars that are willing to talk about it. Oh, well, so, yeah. You know, it's, it's because, really interesting. Because we live in a day and age that if you start talking about things that most people think don't exist, then they discredit you. You could lose your entire career just because you believe something a little bit different that's not scientifically proven. It's true. And it's kind of... It's rather fascinating when you think about it, but... I don't know, man. I could talk about this for a while. It's just... A lot of the things, like all the evil stuff, the evil this, evil that, like evil rituals, evil this and that, it's all been based on... It's all been based on persecution for thousands of years. Yeah, man, it's like the term conspiracy theory, because whenever you throw out the word conspiracy theory, it's it's a way to like instantly dismiss everything, you know? So they say, yeah. oh, that guy's just a conspiracy theorist. He's shouting conspiracies, and then it's immediately discredited whatever that person's saying. And I think mm -hmm. that that's, you know, not a great way to do, go about it. You know, I, I always say that the best um, disinfectant for bad ideas is sunlight, you know? Don't, don't push that stuff underground. Let people say it, and then yeah. let a discussion come of that, you know? And mm -hmm. I go into, like, like, the Alex Jones example, for example. Like, that guy's had some bad, bad opinions, you know, over the years. You know, he's, he's said some stuff that, that I think most people will disagree with. But you have to consider about how much stuff he was right on. Like, he was talking about Epstein Island, like, long time ago before any of that shit came out. And, I mean, if you go back to, like, imagine you went back to 2005. And some yeah. guy was telling you that there was an island where all the pedophiles would go to and it was servicing all kinds of high-profile uh, politicians and Hollywood individuals, stuff like that. You'd say that's a crazy conspiracy theory, and there's no way that that's a real thing. Turns out it was. And what's really oh, scary, you know, is that someone like Alex Jones could be right about so many things. Yes, he's had some bad ideas, too. But, you know, he's got, what, <laughs> 60,000 hours of content, and because he takes it too far on a couple issues, everything he's ever said gets erased. Yeah, you know, I think that's really dangerous, and and it's. I think that, like I said, if someone has bad ideas, let them say they're bad ideas because if if you push the bad ideas underground, that's how they actually get traction and grow. You know. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I I think I actually really like that where this conversation is going, man. I think that uh, you and I, uh, I did not expect this conversation to go the direction that it did, but I'm really glad that uh, you're you're talking about all this stuff. So so. What else you got for me? You got any more uh, things you'd like to share? I mean, I can tell you about a supernatural experience I just had this morning. <laughs> Let's start with that. Why don't we go there? Tell me, tell me what happened. So I live in an apartment complex currently in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Now, the highway is not that far away from us. So, you know, there's a high possibility that, you know, people die on that highway near us. Right. Not to mention we have a church literally right across the street. Like, I could take a few steps outside of my front porch and it's there yeah next to the highway as well and you know there's been a few funerals that have happened there and everything like that and i'm very much under the belief that we don't have residual hauntings here we have passing spirits and i i had stayed up all night because i was trying to do laundry 
And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. So I turned off all the lights, put on a video, and started to lay down. Well, then I glance over towards my bathroom door, which is right across from me. And I just see this dark shape materialize into the shape of a very tall man. And where the eyes would be, I see two white dots glowing. Wow. And I'm looking at this for a second. And I'm like, am I just seeing shit? And then the eyes blinked and I jumped up, said, nope, and turned on all the lights. <laughs> Man, that'll do it. That's what, what's really freaking to me about that is I interviewed a guy a long time ago. This was way back when the show started. So this was well over a year ago. Um, the guy described a entity that he ran into. I think he described it as a skinwalker. I think that was the term he used for it. But it, it was a tall, black, skinny humanoid figure that had these two beady little eyes but i think he described them as orange and i also think he said the figure had no arms which is an oh, interesting detail yeah it's terrifying and you know people are seeing a lot of weird stuff man whether it's skinwalkers or uh shadow people it's all weird you know and i don't think you can discredit all of it you know people try and say oh it's just their imagination or you didn't see what you think you saw but there's too many reports man you know i've got people writing me all the time i talk to people on the forums all the time there's so many accounts of these things that there's no way that they're all just oh you know my eyes are playing tricks on me I'm, i mean you got you got to also remember uh, i forget how to pronounce her name but this is a japanese spirit uh uchisaki ana the slip mouth woman there were so many reports of people being killed and going missing that it was actually a law that the teachers had to walk Japanese students. Really? Because something was going on. And then you also got La Lirona in Mexico and Spain. Yep. And people are legitimately hearing this woman's screams and seeing this woman. I also believe Bloody Mary, another spirit that definitely exists. Which, it's sad that the people that are messing with her are children that don't even understand what they're getting involved in. And I really think that it is 2020, about to be 2021. I personally think that when it comes to schooling and everything like that, there should be an option for kids to learn about ghosts and demons and mythology and everything like that. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can learn through it. Yeah, I agree, man. I think there's a lot there's a lot there that can be unwrapped and you know, unfortunately it's a lot of it's they call it the new age yeah, topics that they they describe these as new age topics like from a from a scholar perspective, you know. Yeah. They they call it new age and they kind of talk about it like it's a, a genre, but you know, a lot of these histories and stories, I think there's something a little bit more to them. You know, there's always a little bit of truth in legends, as they say. So when you hear about people going missing and stuff like that, and don't go out after dark because the creature will take you, I think there's some truth behind that. Something was taking children during this time period or whatever it was, you know, and maybe people or that maybe the truth of the matter was people were seeing a creature that they didn't understand so they were making up these stories to try and keep their kids safe because they didn't know what would happen if the kids went outside at night you know so th like there's there's just hundreds of these kind of folklore stories you know and it makes you wonder man it really does what's out there oh absolutely like i have heard 
I have heard of La Llorona. I have heard of Banshees and stuff like that. And a lot of the Japanese spirits, like, yes, some of them are just ghost stories. But every good ghost story has a truth, at least a small element of truth to it. Because something must have happened for a story like that to get passed down for as long as it's been. I personally believe that in ancient Greece, the reason why they talked about centaurs and, and satyrs and everything like that, I personally believe that those animals exist, those creatures existed. And they were very, very intelligent. And very, and I personally believe they were more civilized than humans. Humans didn't like that, so they started killing them all. Yeah, I, I think What that, happens uh, when most humans see something that they, for the longest time, believed didn't exist? They either want to become friends with it, they want to run from it, or they want to kill it. True. You know, folklore as a whole, like whenever people use the term folklore, they, they, they use it as a way to say, oh, it's just a story, you know? There's no oh, real yeah. truth behind it. When people talk about folklore, I always say that when it comes to folklore, it's not just the stories of the mythology stuff. Folklore also includes... Like, this is what kind of berries you should and shouldn't eat or you'll get sick. Things like that. Yeah. So, I think that you shouldn't discount folklore entirely. I think that, like, like we're going back and forth on right now, there's a lot of truth in legends. So, you know, we could probably learn something if we actually looked at folklore and mythology and a lot of this kind of stuff. Read. And not just dismiss it as stories. Like, yes, stories are passed down, but there's... Just because it's a story, you shouldn't discredit it. I definitely believe that there are things in our world and even outside of the world that we know that are so real and so unfathomable that if we were to actually know of their, dis of their existence, one, it would be amazing to know, but in the same aspect a lot of the lesser, the more base instinct human beings that we have on this planet, everything would go to shit real quickly. But I, I've had too many experiences with ghosts and too many experiences with creatures that I can't just sit there and say that I didn't see what I saw. You know, I've been getting a lot of reports from people on my show saying they've seen crawlers. I did a bunch of interviews for crawler episodes last month, man. I wonder what those things are, those white humanoid creatures. See, I think... I don't know what the crawlers would be. Um, I joke that maybe it's a subspecies of vampire, but... Um, like, the most interesting thing that I saw that wasn't a monster or anything is... I'm pretty sure I found a fairy mound somewhere in a forest in the U.S. And I could have sworn I saw white orbs circling it. But they were like going up and down. It looked like a merry-go-round, but when you paid attention, it was dancing. It very much looked like dancing. I hear a lot about fairies in, uh, like in the forums and stuff that I am active in. There's a lot of stories that people share of when they were younger they used to encounter actually today i was as a matter of fact i was even talking to somebody today they declined to come on unfortunately but they said that when they were a child there used to be like a glowing fairy on one of their dresser when they were a kid and it would glow like it was like a humanoid little creature that would sit on their dresser and glow and they could see it 
And eventually as they grew up, it went away. And I hear so many stories like that of when they were little, they could see these little fairy things. So, you know, makes you wonder, man, what are they? And I also believe that changelings exist. I definitely believe that changelings exist, but it's not as horrific as most people would put it out to be. A lot of people try to say that when the Fae takes children, it's because it's malicious. No, Mm -hmm. sometimes the Fae that take children just want to be parents. And there's been many times where Fae have stepped in to protect the child from abusive household. That's Um, interesting. At least in my personal belief, the only reason why so many people vilify creatures that they consider fantastical is because we live in a society where if you don't believe in the Bible, then nobody believes in you. Nobody talks to you about it. Everybody thinks you're crazy. And the thing is, is like, I hate having to tell Christians this sometimes, but the Bible was not written by God. It was written by a human. So I will never, ever, ever, ever trust the words of the Bible because I know it was written by a human that had his own agendas. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying, man. Uh, this, this is such a deep topic, man. Like, it's crazy, you know, people can take things so literally in, in like a super literal sense. So I, I understand what you're saying. It's... The thing is, I talk about this stuff often. Um, have you ever heard of the RVC, the real vampire community? I'm, I've heard about it, but I know just about nothing about it. Okay, have you heard of an author by the name of Michelle Belanger or Father Sebastian? I have not. Tell me about that. Okay, so Michelle Belanger is, she wrote an entire book called The Psychic Vampire Codex. So here's an interesting topic that I don't think a lot of people know. Vampires... Everybody thinks that vampires are just bloodsuckers and they're undead and they can't handle garlic and everything like that. Those are myths. An actual vampire is normally somebody that is born lacking the amount of energy that they need to survive. So they have to take it from others. You have psi vampires that take energy. And taking energy could be as simple as extending your energy out to connect with somebody else's and taking that way. Or you can have sex, or you can hug them, hold their hands, something, and that's a good way of energy transference. That's interesting. And then you got the sanguinarians that do drink blood, but they don't kill people to do it. Everything's consensual, clean, sterile, safe. And a lot of times, all it takes is just a pinprick and a few slurps, and they're good. That's a Um, really interesting ideology behind the topic of vampires, is whether or not they're a literal blood-sucking humanoid creature, but more of a individual that needs some type of physical compassion to function for like the psi vampires or whatever that you were describing. That's really interesting. I like that a lot. And see, in the mixture of the psi vampires, you have pranics, and pranics feed exclusively on sexual energy. And the most common examples of pranic vampires, in my personal opinion, are those girls or guys that are at clubs or parties that just have their own little harem or flock of people that just are drawn towards them. And they have this natural charisma. Because sometimes you don't have to even touch somebody to feed off their energy. Just being in the room and feeling the energy in a room, especially if it's positive, you can feed on that. Now, there are people that will feed off negative energy, so they start negative energy so they can feed off of it. 
but those are few and far between and usually those are not allowed at events <laughs> true <laughs> like, and i i've been a part of the vampire community since i was around 21 and like i went to a vampire ball in colorado and met people that run their own groups and stuff and they're referred to as kings and queens and princesses and barons and stuff like that now i laugh because i know that a lot of that came from vampire the masquerade but the most interesting thing is a lot of people that play vampire the masquerade could actually be vampires but they feel like playing that game is the only way that they can let that side of them out I like that a lot, man. And, you know, I, I'm putting that on one of my, my to-do lists now is go to a vampire ball. That is definitely something that I want to put on my list of things to do. That sounds like a really cool experience. And mm -hmm. also, I'm going to have to get these books that you're talking about. Um, and I've kind of started this mini library that I'm trying to work on, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, like, get a bunch of books, but some of them are really expensive. So, you know, it's not something that i i'm prioritizing right now especially with 2020 and how finances are right now and yeah you know like so like for example my show has a membership and what my membership does is i don't like paywalls you know where it's like oh you want this content pay ex pay money to see it no so what my membership does is it's a dollar a month and then people get access two weeks early to episodes that come out so That's awesome. um like memberships right now like all the people that have been doing it I can't can't explain how much I appreciate that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also my viewers that, you know, don't sign up for their membership or maybe can't, especially with 2020. Like, I don't hold that against them. Just them coming to listen to the show on Spotify or Apple, wherever they're listening, is more than enough for me. And that, that makes me happy just that they're coming to enjoy the show. And and that, that's all I can ask is that they enjoy the show, you yeah. know. And but with 2020 and stuff like that, it's just crazy, man. Like. People are people are struggling this year, man, and it's tough. You know, mm -hmm. people are losing their businesses and stuff. You know, I'm lucky. You know, I'm doing okay. You know, I I'm paying my bills and I'm I'm on my feet and I'm I'm doing okay. But like, I just imagine the people that because unemployment ran out for a lot of people a couple months ago. You know, like people have been out of work for months at this point and they have no income whatsoever outside of like the really low unemployment, like normal numbers. Yeah, and, I know what you're talking about because I'm 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 in that percentage of people like. Me and my family, we we have some struggles and stuff. Like I've been trying to find a job and everything, but I am really bad at keeping one when it comes to fast food or retail. Partly because I am very slow. Like I am very slow with hopping to something and anything like that. I will stare into space a lot. Yeah. Um, my dream career is just be a freelance artist for the rest of my life. Like, That'd be cool. As we're talking, I'm working on a piece that I haven't fully understood exactly what I'm making, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> hey man, that's the best way that that kind of stuff starts, man, right there is, is just go with what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, do you have like an Instagram or something for your art? Absolutely. Uh, here, give me a second. Yeah, we can link that in, in the in the episode description, you know, get you get you some airtime. I'd also like to look look at some of the stuff you do myself. And but but back to the 2020 thing, man, is you know, I, I, I'm also really thinking the people that I'm really thinking about right now is like, for me, I can survive on such a low amount of money. You know, I could I could get laid off from something or like say memberships just tank and I can't, I can't you know, afford mm -hmm. to keep everything away. I can go get a job at McDonald's or Taco Bell and I could be fine. 
you know, I don't need a lot of money to survive, but I, I'm thinking about the people that have two kids and we're working an $80,000 job. They can't just go and work at McDonald's now, you know, they, that's not enough money for them. That's not what their, their lifestyle was built around. You know, they've got their mortgage, their car payments and all that kind of stuff and their insurances. And so those yeah. are the people I'm really feeling for right now. And, and uh, many of my viewers, or if any of those people are you, you know, I, I get it, man. I feel for you and I, I hope that things get better, you know, and I yeah. hope that something changes because people are really hurting right now. I will, I will say this to your viewers that are listening and that are going through that. I will say this to you guys. Don't give up. Don't, don't give it all up. I understand that things are rough right now, but we got to keep keeping on. We got to keep fighting. We got to keep that. It's not that difficult, at least in my personal opinion, it's not that difficult to quit, but it is very difficult to keep, to keep going sometimes especially when you feel like you can't get anywhere but i am telling your viewers and i'm telling you right now that no matter what you'll get through it in the end just kind of you gotta apply yourself a little bit more and that's what i'm trying to do with my art that's why i talk about it a lot because i want this to be my career like i'm inspired by surrealist paintings and fantasy fantasy painters too so i like take a little bit like there's a reason why I'm invested in the paranormal and aliens and the supernatural is because all of that stuff is better to think about than think about our world now. Yes, it's an escape, but I also feel like the people that still tell these myths, that still talk about these myths, who draw them, what they're doing is reminding people to not forget their pasts. If I were to sit here right now and draw a giant and show it to you, you would know what a giant is. And in a way, it lets everybody know to think about them. Because I personally believe that creatures like that exist when you think about them. And it's the least we can do, even though we have taken much of what was considered their home from them. 100%, brother. I think that's a great way of looking at life, man. You know, keep on keeping on. There's a guy I used to... You know, uh, I can't remember who this was that used to say this. Some guy I worked with years and years and years ago, but he used to say, um, if you'd ask him if he was having a good day, he would say, oh, I've got two arms and, and legs and I can walk to the other side of the room. It's a good day. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, that's all you need, man. Good, good for you, man. And, um, but... Man, I just I just hope that, that things start getting better, man. We're we're near the end of the year. I, we got like thirty something days left till we're out of out of twenty twenty, and I just really hope twenty twenty one starts really looking up for a lot of people. You know, I agree. And it's it's crazy like towns, it. crazy towns. Thing is, is like we're lucky in the fact that with this pandemic, we have technology to at least keep people alive longer. Because imagine if we were still in medieval times and this virus hit. It would be the coronavirus would have killed more people than the Black Plague and the Spanish flu would have ever done before them. So it's kind of scary to think about that if it wasn't for the fact that we were advanced when it came to science. We'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder, man. Just keep keep in mind, like how, how new a lot of the stuff we have is, especially in, in terms of medical sciences. Yeah. Some of the stuff is very, very new. 
within like the last hundred years. Keep in mind, like what was it? A hundred years, people were still doing lobotomies where they take a metal rod yes. and like jam it through your skull under your eyelid. Like that's gonna you know solve mental illness. Like what are you doing, man? Like you just pretty much killed somebody. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see how far we've come just within the last hundred years. And it really makes me wonder, give, give us another 300 years, man. Where are we going to be? Is cancer even going to be a thing anymore? You know, how long are, is our lifespan going to be? Are we going to extend it out another 100 years? Like, it's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. I am um, trying to think. Damn it. Lose <laughs> yeah, your train of thought? You, yeah. I, I did more than lose the train of thought. The entire train fucking crashed and killed everybody inside, and I'm hearing the screaming and smelling the smoke. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, Alex, man, that was a great episode. If you're ready to wrap it up, I think we covered a lot of great stuff tonight. Oh, absolutely, and I would love to come on again if you want to have me. Oh, yeah, dude, let's do a, let's do a part two sometime, man, and I'll, I'll, I'll link up with you. You know, so let's, right. let's definitely do this again, brother. Absolutely, and thank you for having me on your show. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, brother.